right, folks, we're back. Uh, the Weekly Five coming back at you in the form of uh, my bi-monthly podcast. Um, ran into a little bit of trouble uh, two weeks ago that continued, or three weeks ago that continued two weeks ago, and I ended up having an awful back-to-back one in four weeks, um, which definitely messed with my confidence a little bit, but last week, starting out 0-2, things were looking pretty bad, and then I finished out the night 3-0, and so I ended up saving face a bit, um, but now that's the past. The past is the past here. I'm one game under 500, which is obviously not where I want to be at, but there's always room for improvement. We got time here, and you know, I like some Dare I say it, I like, I like some plays this week, so let's get after it. Um, just going to let, let my, my loyal listeners here know that I'm not playing a Friday game. I've, I've coined the term Fade Me Friday, um, and it was all fun and games until it became a very real thing, and then I started contemplating maybe even fading myself, and I just got to a point where I just threw the whole Friday idea out of the window. Um, so I'm just going with the Saturday slate here. Starting with Noon Eastern on Saturday, Red River Rivalry, Texas versus Oklahoma. Uh, two ranked teams going at it. Um, this is historically always a great game, highly competitive. Um, I think both of these teams are, in my opinion, um, although I think Texas is ranked 11, so they're just outside of the top 10, I think these are two teams that are two of the top 10 teams in America. Um, always a bloodbath. Texas is getting 11 points in this game. Um, you know, people who listen to this show know that I do like Texas a lot. I'm a big Sam Ellinger fan. I like Tom Herman a lot. Um, I will acknowledge that Lincoln Riley has done an incredible job uh, with the Oklahoma Sooners. Their defense is better this year than in years past, and their offense is a well-oiled machine as usual. You know, it seems that... Since Lincoln Riley's been calling the shots there, who, who, just about whoever they plug in at quarterback seems to find you know some way of having monumental success. Um, I think Texas was gifted, although Texas has been hindered by injuries, they were gifted with being able to play LSU earlier in the year. They've played a very hard team, another top 10 team in America, so they're a bit more seasoned, I think, than Oklahoma, seeing as Oklahoma, um, I don't even really know what their most impressive win is, maybe Texas Tech or, uh, or Houston two teams that are probably going to be fighting to, to get in a bowl game later in the year. So this is definitely Oklahoma's first true test of the year. And I, I love Texas plus the 11 points. I mean, I think it's kind of predictable that I would like them, but I just think that people are putting too much stock into the injuries on Texas's team. And as long as Tom Herman's drawing up the game plan and Sam Ellinger's slinging that thing around to the weapons he has on offense, I think Texas is going to be able to kind of keep up with this Oklahoma team. Um, and, you know, I don't think there will be any shortage of points in this game. But I just think the 11 is a bit too many. I, I don't see either team really running away with this game. Um, I'm sprinkling a little bit on the money line with Texas. But I'm, more, I'm, I'm definitely more comfortable uh, with, with the 11. I like Texas to win outright, but wouldn't be surprised if o- Oklahoma pulled away and, and ended up winning by a touchdown or so. Um, my prediction for that game is 37-35 Longhorns. Um, moving forward, that's the only noon game. The rest, I'm going to have to wait until 7 o'clock. I've got four games, 7 o'clock and after. Um, 7 o'clock Eastern, Ole Miss at Mizzou. This one, I'm fairly sure it opened at 10.5 or 11 and has moved to 12.5. Uh, Mizzou being the favorite, Ole Miss being the dog. 
Not, uh, I'm not super confident betting on the SEC, seeing as I've not had a great, great go of it this year. But I just think that's way too many points to be giving an Ole Miss team that I don't think. I think maybe they're four or five points worse than Missouri, and I think you're getting double as many points in value. Uh, I don't think there's that Missouri's got an incredibly big home advantage. Kelly Bryant is coming off an injury last week where he's he's healthy but still could be a bit banged up. Um, they've got some injuries on their defense, Mizzou. And I like this Ole Miss team to, you know, kind of just stay in it, fight fight with Mizzou. And another one where it could be kind of an interesting play on the money line. Um, I don't know if I'm confident Ole Miss will win this game, but I definitely love the 12-and-a-half, um, one of my favorite five plays of the week, obviously. So taking the, the Rebs with the 12-and-a-half uh, in Columbia, 7 Eastern. Uh, my predicted score is Mizzou 31, Ole Miss 27. So a bit of a mild shootout there in Columbia. Kind of looking forward to watch this game. Actually, actually, um, think it's going to be, think it's going to be a battle and uh, definitely a one possession game. Moving forward, seven thirty Eastern, uh, Nebraska at Minnesota. Yes, my third week in a row. I am I am picking Nebraska. Nebraska is getting seven and a half. Um, and I wrote in my column, this is eerily similar to last week, betting on Northwestern plus seven and a half with Nebraska. I just think this is such a toss up game. Um, Minnesota is definitely getting. A little bit of momentum and, and a few extra points because they are undefeated this year. But I think this is a Nebraska team that, although they have got some injuries, uh, most notably uh, Martinez, their starting quarterback, is injured. Uh, I still think Scott Frost is going to drop a good game plan. They got a defense with fighting it, and they're still, you know, they're fighting for wins. This is a tough Big Ten where, uh, you know, you don't come across wins easily. And uh, I do respect the Golden Gophers and PJ Fleck. I, I think they're going to win this game. But I think it'll be kind of a, a three- or four-point game. I don't see it really being a game that Minnesota pulls away with. Um, an interesting stat I found, barring last week's 30-point win to the lowly Illini of Illinois, the Golden Gophers have kind of struggled to win handily in any of their games dating back to the first week of the season. Um, South Dakota State, they won 28-21. Fresno State, they won 38-35. Georgia Southern, 35-32. And then Purdue, 38-31. So biggest winning margin being seven points. I think Nebraska, dare I say it, is better than all the teams I just listed, um, maybe with the exception of Purdue. I, I, I don't know. I like Nebraska, though. I like the fight they have. Um, so my, my final score prediction for this one is 33-31 Minnesota. But the fact that you're getting the touchdown and the hook with Nebraska is, was just too much to pass up, in my opinion. All right, 8 o'clock Eastern, um, another battle of top 10 teams. You know, although I do like to put my five favorite plays in, I, I always lean towards the marquee matchups and, and try to take a side in them. Um, and this is definitely one of my five favorite plays, LSU and Florida. Florida at LSU, going to Death Valley. LSU a 13-point favorite. I'll be honest, initially when I looked at this game, I kind of liked Florida plus the 13, and then I started really thinking about it. And... Coming off the roller coaster hard fought win versus Auburn last week, that probably could have gone either way at home for Florida being a dog. Uh, they got to turn around and travel to LSU and play a game under the lights in Death Valley against what seems to be one of the most deadly offenses uh, in the country. And, and the turnaround at LSU has been pretty spectacular to watch and witness this year with Joe Burrow going from someone that not a lot of people talked about. You know, I. 
being a Michigan fan, more people were definitely more people were talking about Shea Patterson as as a NFL prospect or as a Heisman contending quarterback than Joe Burrow. Um, and Joe Burrow has, has proved to be very accurate and uh, a good leader and 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 um, someone that you can definitely rely on through the air. Um, and the Tigers have really not missed a beat this year. Um, and I think that although Florida will probably be the best secondary they'll play against uh, so far this year, I think that's going to just motivate this LSU team. And they're kind of going to put on a show in front of their home crowd. And the Gators are kind of banged up. I like Trask, but I think he's more of a of a game manager and and um, a bit a bit too conservative for my liking. I think if Florida wants to stay in this game, they're really going to have to let it loose. And I don't know if Trask can do that. Um, so I like LSU to rally in this game and kind of continue to roll. Um, I think that the Tigers are going to be undefeated going into that Bama game looming in a couple weeks. So um, I, I, I like I like uh, I like the Tigers at home minus the thirteen. My prediction my predicted score for this game is thirty five seventeen LSU. So obviously pretty confident LSU is going to handle Florida. Florida kind of come going to come crashing back down to earth um, after the impressive start to their year. Uh, you know, hindered by a few injuries. Moving forward to my last play of the night, uh, a play that is going to take me into the wee hours of Sunday morning with an 11 o'clock Eastern kick, the Washington Huskies at the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Washington a six-point favorite. I really like this spot for the Huskies. Um, definitely not as good as people thought. You know, I think a lot of people gave Washington too much credit for their loss against Cal because it was kind of a fluky game. There were a few delays, and it ended up being a, a kind of just there was, there was no real flow, and it really ended up playing out in Cal's favor because they have a pretty stagnant offense and a really impressive defense. So Cal was kind of able to control the tempo of that game, and I think a lot of people just – Counted that as a non-loss for Washington, and you know they were a 17-point favorite going in to Stanford last week, and got pretty much embarrassed uh, by Stanford losing outright. So the Huskies definitely got humbled. They're one and two in the Pac-12. Arizona's getting a bit of hype coming, you know, winning four in a row after the uh, the the disappointing loss to Hawaii in the first game of the year. Big kind of shootout win versus Colorado last week. Um, they faced a little bit of adversity this year with injuries and Khalil Tate and whatnot. Um, but but I, I think the Huskies, I, I was very surprised to see them being favored by under a touchdown in this game. I, I quite, quite honestly was expecting this line to be closer to 10 than to 7. Um, and the fact that it's 6, and, and it was 6.5, and, and I think it's moved down. I, uh, I'm on the opposite side of the trend, but I, I have no problem doing that. I think that Washington is too well coached and has too much talent to lose – Disappointing games two weeks in a row. Not saying that um, they're you know going to lose, but I don't even think this one's going to be very close. I like Washington by uh, by two possessions in this one, and I think that they're going to kind of get back on track um, in the Pac-12. You know, they play Oregon next week, so you don't want them to look ahead too much. But I think this would be a nice little confidence booster on the road at Arizona, um, beating a solid team by by uh, seven plus. So my predicted score for this one is Washington 48, Arizona 24. Thank you guys for listening. It's always a pleasure. Love running through these games. A few other games to keep an eye out for is USC at Notre Dame, you know, a classic rivalry that I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, Penn State at Iowa, Big Ten clash. Uh, Iowa just played Michigan. Penn State playing Michigan next week. So a nice little tester to see where everyone's at in the Big Ten. And then Bama at Texas A&M, Alabama's first real test of the year, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, the hardest team Clemson will be playing all year. Texas A&M been very disappointed this year at home. 
Um, interested to see what Jimbo Fisher can cook up against the best team in the country, arguably. FSU at Clemson. Big spot for Florida State. Um, stayed away from playing them as a big dog. Uh, I, I would not be able to forgive myself if I did, and Clemson blew them out, which is, I think is very possible. But FSU's got a lot of talent on their roster, and I think this could be a spot where Willie Taggart can earn a little bit of respect as the head coach of Florida State, something he has not had a lot of uh, success doing this year or last year in, in, in kind of making that a close game in the fourth quarter with a Clemson team that really hasn't impressed so much this year. So they'll definitely be coming in with a chip as well at home. And then finally, Michigan State at Wisconsin, another Big Ten clash that uh, I'm interested to just kind of to see how Michigan State reacts or responds after the big loss of Ohio State, and their defense definitely can get after it. So I think that run defense versus Jonathan Taylor battle will be uh, one, one to definitely keep an eye out for. Um, well, thanks for listening, and uh, always enjoy the company, and keep reading the articles, and I'll be back in two weeks for you guys. Hopefully we can... Have a nice booster week this week to get me over 500 uh, after my two brutal weeks. Um, But thanks for sticking with me, guys. 